Hello, and welcome to the Natural Evolution Podcast, produced by Rebel Health Tribe. I'm Michael, and I'll be your host. Together, we will be hearing inspiring stories of healing and transformation, learning from some of the brightest minds in the world of functional medicine and holistic wellness, and exploring the world's best health-related products, services, tools, and resources. We are live. I am here today for this episode with my friend, Dr. Christine Schaffner. Welcome, Dr. Schaffner. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. Yeah, these are fun. We, we just uh, almost set a record for the longest time I talked to the guests before we hit record for 40 minutes. <laughs> we we could have um, kept going. We could, we could, we I need, yeah, I know. I need to schedule extra time whenever we book something. So um, our audience is pretty well familiar. You've been on a couple of our master classes and we've done some other recordings together. I was on your podcast. Um, but uh, for anybody out there who's not familiar, Dr. Christine Schaffner is a board certified naturopathic doctor who has helped thousands of people recover from chronic or complex illnesses uh, through online summits, Spectrum of Health podcasts, network of eminence health clinics, and renowned online programs. Dr. Schaffner goes beyond biological medicine, pulling from all systems of medicine and healing modalities, helping patients reclaim their wellness and reveal their brightest light. Um, I have a lot more I could read. I think I want to get into talking. Uh, what I love the most about the way that you work is, you know, before we came on, we were talking about plant stem cell remedies and biofields and all kinds of things that um, don't really get touched on a lot, even within the functional medicine world. And you collaborate with and utilize probably the broadest range of therapies and modalities and practitioners of anybody that I know. And I'm, maybe we just start there. And I'm curious, um, that had to have grown organically. Like whenever you uh, finished naturopathic school, you probably didn't have all these tools in your box and know about all these things. So like, how did that come about? How did you evolve towards utilizing so many different types of healing and, and things like that. Mm, thanks for, yeah, just um, setting that up and asking that question. And you know, when I reflect, you know, really, Michael, I mean, it's probably very much like you. Um, my, my patients teach me every day, right? And so I, for lots of different reasons, uh, since I uh, graduated last year, I've been working with patients who just you know, this is not their first stop, right? And so mm. they tried so many things. They are so well educated. I mean, I, you know, lovingly, you know, joke to them, you've gotten your PhD, you know, in this, you know, field because they've had to, you know, their, their illnesses are ahead of our language for them. I think, especially in this, you know, 11 year period that I've been practicing, um, I've seen that, you know, we've caught up and we, we understand a lot more now, but um, a lot of these patients have had to be their own detective, their own advocate, their own doctor. They've been so dismissed. They've been so um, un underserved, you know, with getting the yeah. real answers. And, you know, that's evolved with, you know, podcasts like yourself and all the work that we're continuing to do to not have that be the case anymore. So, so my patients have taught me and I've always had an inclination and a knowing and a resonance with that we're more than our physical bodies. And um, I've always, always drawn to 
you know, we were um, talking before that we both grew up Catholic. So I had that kind of Catholicism kind of my mom, even now lovingly says, she's like, you need to give the kids something to reject, you know? So that was just something to, you know, a framework that I, you know, went up. I've never heard that angle before. Yeah. You know, you know, so it was like something to go up against, like, okay, that parts of that makes sense. Parts of that doesn't, don't make sense. But I was always like, kind of, um, knowing there was a connection to a higher source, whatever you believe Mm -hmm. in, and that we know are more than our physical bodies. And so that translated into my patient care where I I love biochemistry. I love functional medicine. You know, I I, I love that work and that helps a lot of people, but I, I saw people who were already in that camp already like doing all the things with their diet, doing a lot of nutritional medicine, functional medicine, but they were still sick. And so that just opened my mind and my experience. And I brought in um, bioregulatory medicine, which is really the European biological medicine. So they have this whole premise of looking at the autonomic nervous system and what is getting in the way of self-regulation, that the body's always trying to move towards health. And then through um, education and mentors and patients, you know, I really um, got to understand and have a language um, and not that it was just a knowing and a feeling and a thought, but that we are our physical bodies, but we have um, this field of information and energy that not only emanates from us, but also um, instructs and informs us. And I saw that when we brought in these principles and, you know, this language into a patient treatment protocols, that's when things um, had the opportunity for a lot of people to speed up or to really shift. And so I, I mean, I, I feel like in no way an expert, I feel like very much a student still, but I feel that um, what inspires me most today, Michael, is this bridging and this bringing in what we would call biofield science into functional medicine, into naturopathic medicine, into bioregulatory medicine. And my hope in my lifetime and in my career, that it's just as, you know, functional medicine pressed to the, you know, envelope to that, you know, we have Mm -hmm. to cause the biochemistry, that we um, have a language and understanding assessment tools and modalities that really shift our biophysical nature. And that's what keeps me inspired. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Uh, We had a presentation on biofield sciences from uh, Dr. Shamini Jan. I got to meet her. uh, her. One of our master classes. And um, there's what's, what's really interesting is that, you know, and I've studied different angles of like energy and energy healing the last few years. And seen and experienced things that like me four years ago would have heard what you just said and been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then I've now seen and experienced things that totally shifted my perspective on it. Like I've, I've had real experiences of the abstract concepts that you're talking about and it changes when that happens. Like then it's not any less real than the tree outside my house. Like it becomes this thing that is, and then it's like, how do we measure this or how do we, and What's interesting to me is that I've learned that medicine, what we consider medicine today, conventional medicine, which I love the terminology that gets used because the things that are old are alternative and the thing that's new, which is the drugs is conventional. Um, But there was a point, like what people don't realize today is that they think like medical medicine, doctors, uh, the drugs, like the, the way the conventional medicine system, medicine system is 
in the Western world, people growing up today and like even my generation or maybe a little older, like that's just the way it always has been. Like that's, that's what medicine is. And uh, as recently as about a hundred years ago or a little over, like there was biofield medicine, there was energy medicine. And not only then, but like I work with a Qigong master who's worked with medical Qigong, like that's thousands of years old and it works on biofields. But whenever energy or biofield medicine was prominent, we didn't have the scientific tools that we have now. Mm -hmm. And so to me, like the most fascinating part of it to me is when like something gets validated yeah. to the Western thinkers, something that like somebody in a room in Asia has been saying for 2000 years, scientists in America discover this thing and they're like, look at this, we discovered this. And then it's kind of tongue in cheek, like, sure you did, right. but it's fun then. Like it's fun because it can be measured. And then we have cool devices and gizmos and all kinds of things. Um, I'm curious what we're talking about something that both of us might know more about than what the audience knows about. So I'm curious, like modality wise or practices or instruments or tools or measurements or anything that you could share that might give a little bit more specifics to what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, um, you know, I sometimes and, you know, like to dumb this down just a little bit, just so people like can get bought in that this is not esoteric and this is not woo. And we, you know, again, just bringing it back that we know that we have electromagnetic fields in the body. So this is conventionally accepted, right? And I, I love that too, like conventional versus alternative. Yeah, it's, it's, so ridiculous. it's really the renaissance of this old way of, you know, ancient wisdom, you know, but we have a modern lens, right? We got to also understand you know what we know now and evolve it and um so even in conventional medicine we very much acknowledge that we have electric and magnetic fields in the body and you know breaking it down too i'm sure many of your patients or your clients and your audience know about electrolytes right so we have mm -hmm you know, different minerals that have electrical charge and the movement of charge in the body creates electrical potentials. And we know in physics 101, whenever we have a movement of electrical charge in a conductor, we have an electric field. And whenever we have an electric field, we have a magnetic field and magnetic fields also um, induce electric fields. So just basic 101, we know that we're full of charges moving throughout the body, creating electric fields, creating magnetic fields. And then we also have coil-like structures like collagen, like DNA that have a magnetic field that also induce an electrical field. So these are just, you know, we're, we can look at the body as, okay, biochemical reactions, but with that motion and that movement, we have these fields of energy and information. And we know that our heart, you know, we love the work of heart math, right? And the mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza. And the more that I um, deepen my understanding of the heart, it's where it's all at, right? You know, if you take one thing from this conversation today, really have this, you know, deeper appreciation for your heart. And so our heart, you know, has the strongest electromagnetic field that it generates. And we measure that mm -hmm. with the AG. And through the work of heart math, we know that coherent, um, information gets generated when we're actually in positive states of consciousness. So when we're in gratitude and love and, you know, you work with Anara, right. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. definitely this is, you know, something that we're trying to open up and develop with people because when we have a coherent 
electromagnetic field that's being emitted from our heart, that actually is stronger and helps to inform our brain waves and our um, biochemical pathways in our brain and our neurotransmitters. So our heart actually informs our brain and the field um, of energy that surrounds us. And so I like to just kind of always set the stage there because, um, you know, hopefully people, okay, hear biofield down from a different um, perspective. Yeah. And, you know, how I interact with the biofield and this information is um, through many different ways in my office, but I am, take um, people through different assessments and I have different tools. And Dr. Beverly Rubick, um, who's a biophysicist, at UC Berkeley introduced me to a camera, which is called a BioWell camera that was developed by a Russian scientist, Dr. Karatkov. And he has a gas discharge visualization camera that we use the fingertips and the light being emitted from the fingertips. Um, and that um, image is put through an algorithm that actually spits out a image of the biofield. And then it shows where there can be um, coherent light coming out of the body, a distorted light. Um, and so it starts telling me a story of that person's um, electromagnetic field around them. And then I also work with another energetic tool that was introduced to me. And I, you know, I, I sit with these things for a while before I talk about them to make sure that I am confident in the information and want to not lead people astray. And this one is called uh, the AO scan. And that was another Russian scientist. The Russians know a lot about biophysics. So yeah. if, you, if, you, if you ever want to like go down the rabbit hole, just, you know, look at what the Russians are doing. And they, they have a very uh, strong language and lexicon and, um, you know, knowledge base about physics and how the body works with physics. And so, um, the AO scan uses principles of bioresonance and it does, um, you know, different, um, you know, it has different modalities to look at where there can be patterns of um, balance and imbalance in the body. It also looks at the subconscious emotions through the voice. So I get kind of a, a window into what could be holding somebody back subconsciously, some dominant emotions through um, these tools. And then I still um, use a tool from my um, former mentor, Dr. Klinghart, called autonomic response testing. That is a hands-on technique where um, um, it, it's different from applied kinesiology, but you can visualize applied kinesiology, um, that setting, but I'm, I'm basically interacting with the patient's physical body, their autonomic nervous system. And then the more that I learn about these fields of information that surround us, I kind of have this whole other lens of why this works. Um, so there's, you know, a, we're looking at, of course, like muscle um, strength and changes in muscle strength, the different stresses um, with the autonomic nervous system. But I also have this visualization, Michael, like, okay, the patient has a biofield. I have a biofield. I'm often, you know, interacting with an assistant as well. So we have like three people together in a, a space where there's all of this information exchange. And often I will be talking to a patient, you know, and, you know, writing down like, okay, what my mental model knows and what my, you know, clinical brain, you know, thinks. And, you know, I have all these thoughts. And then I go and I work with the patient and their physical body and their, and their electromagnetic body. And I get this whole other 
download of information. And I think it just helps me to open up, you know, to being um, more connected to, you know, other senses where we get information. And it's funny, we ha we'll have that moment because I work with an assistant with most patients and we'll sometimes think the same thing at the same time and we'll get that same, you know, access. And so, you know, is that coincidence, maybe synchronicity, whatever, but I, you know, the more I develop my understanding and model of what's happening, I, I think there's so much opportunity for information exchange when we're really working in connection with um, a patient in the in the flesh, right? Um, of course, this can for be sure. remotely too. So those are kind of the um, assessment tools that I use when I look at um, this part of a person's uh, physiology. That's interesting. I've heard of most of that uh, before. There are a couple new things in there for me, but there's definitely... For people who might not understand or believe what you're saying about like information exchange in, in groups, um, everyone is probably familiar with the experience of walking into a room and then the way that you feel changes. Or you're already in a room and somebody else walks into a room and the way that you feel changes. Or someone that you know in your life or have known in your life that whenever you're around that person, and I don't mean in some sort of like romantic or sexual attraction kind of way, but there's like a, an energy, a difference. Like they, people are drawn to those people. Like there's a, it's a thing that exists. We might call it um, charisma or whatever in some circles, but like it changes the, your felt sense when you go in a room or somebody else comes in a room or you're in a different place, or you've gone to a place um you know, I watched a thing the other day, there's an island uh, off the coast of Venice in Italy here that they call the Island of Death because they used to take all the people from Venice during the plague. Anybody who showed any symptoms, they would put them on a boat and take them to this island. Over 160,000 people died on this island, most of them suffering, burned a lot, like they burned the bodies. It's just like, And then they built a sanitarium, or san what's the word? Sanitarium? Yeah. yeah. Um, on the island in like the 1900s, early 1900s. Then they did like horrific experiments and forced lobotomies and all this stuff. On so these people went to this place and yeah. it's all abandoned. The nature's taken over the buildings, like it's all whatever, but they said like a certain percentage of the soil there is literally just human remains because there was so many people and it's a small island. The people who were there, like one of them got sick while they were there, like they threw up while they were on the island, like they got physically ill and people have gone to creepy places or whatever. Someplace you go and your hair stands up on your arms or these things exist. Uh, and you mentioned heart math. I wanted to jump back to that. Mm -hmm. They did a study. If you want to see science on this stuff, go check out heartmath.org. Like the, they, Rollins team, they've done He's unbelievable great. amounts. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Interviewing him is super fun. Yeah. Uh, but they did a study that he told me about where they they trained a small group of people how to do these practices, coherence practices that you mentioned about putting yourself into positive states, gratitude and love and whatever. And they trained, I think it was three or four people. And then they brought in three or four people who had no idea what they were doing, like just random people. And they put them in a round table in a room and they hooked up the monitors to all of them to monitor their coherence, their heart rate variability. And at one point, the trained people received a signal that the other people couldn't see or hear or know about that they were to start practicing, like they were to drop into a coherent state. And it changed the coherence of the other people. 
Mm-hmm. And this was measurable. Like mm-hmm. this is heart rate variability. This is a measurable thing. This is real science. And you could watch the, the coherence of the control group follow the coherence of the trained group in a linear way. Mm-hmm. And that should end any debates around the subject. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. And yeah. I love that. So what you do in the room with the patient and with your assistant, like, and the attunement to the nervous system too, like what, like how you are will affect the experience of that person in the, in yeah. the room. If you're flustered and frustrated and freaked out and go in there, like their nervous system is going to freak out. So like, yeah. it's cool. Cause these concepts are like, I've studied child development too, as part of the stuff that I've done the last few years, babies can't regulate their own nervous system. Mm-hmm. It regulates, it tunes to the mother's nervous system. And when that's not developed properly, we don't, gain that ability and then we're dysregulated for until we practice things mm-hmm. uh, later but mm-hmm. our nervous systems are like antenna and this is known science like this is not woo woo this is child development science neuro neuro develop like so i just want to i've trained a lot in this the last few years and i just want to like throw a bunch of weight behind what you just said that yeah. i was a skeptic And then I saw way too much stuff for my, my skeptic brain was like, oh, okay, this is, this is all super Mm -hmm. legit. And so you see this as like a future of medicine, like a, Mm -hmm. an old future of medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a, there's room, like, you're not saying replace like what we've learned and done with functional medicine, right? Like you see these two work in. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I love what you said. And I think um, the, the doctor patient relationship or the practitioner client Mm -hmm. or, or all relationships, right. You know, like we need to, um, I think the more that we understand our connection and our effect on, you know, other people, um, we just, that's a whole other tool to bring into the treatment room. Right. And so, you know, I I'm human, but I, I do try to, you know, just be calm and grounded and centered and also Mm -hmm. very open to, you know, this patient is here in front of me and I might not, you know, cognitively know all the answers right yeah. now, the tests that they're going to flow through me. And, you know, that's how I show up every day. And I, I think that there's a huge piece to the, this, that, um, you know, more people are talking about, but it's still, I think, underutilized, you know, so I, I love that yeah. you did that, or you said that. And, you know, one um, point that you said too, I think, um, cause I know a lot of people who are listening and you do so much work on subconscious and trauma, that this part is a big part of how our nervous system gets set up in early development, as you said. Mm -hmm. And so if we're, um, if we are raised in that incoherence is familiar, we will create a life in patterns, not only in our external environment, but in our physiology of where we're comfortable with incoherence. Mm-hmm. Right? So that is, you know, just something to kind of have awareness um, of to unpack. And then, you know, the heart, you know, we talk a lot about retraining the brain and the limbic system. Mm-hmm. Um, Roland taught me, right, that, you know, the heart has not only this, you know, the, these fields of energy and information that instruct the brain, but there's more neurological information going from the heart to the brain than the brain to the mm-hmm. heart. And there's a one neural pathway that goes right to the limbic system, the amygdala. So as you're getting in these coherent patterns and these coherent the amygdala is like our danger scanner right that's where like all our trauma is stored that's where we get familiar you know like that and so if we want to like heal our trauma create more coherence really heal Mm. our bodies heal our lives you know this is an important principle i am i'm thinking i i feel very much um, 
you know, important to share. So it's just, yeah, this is not just a small thing. It helps to also rewire those neural circuits in the, in the brain so we can feel comfortable and safe again. And that's where healing takes place. I'd like to briefly interrupt this conversation to let everyone know that we've got a free downloadable Foundations of Wellness Starter Kit. It's available for you right now over at www.rebelhealthtribe.com backslash foundations. If you'd like a little help organizing and implementing all your learning from this podcast, a gift from our team over at Rebel Health Tribe, producers of this show. And now back to your episode. These people that have come, you mentioned that way at the beginning when you said, uh, you know, you're not their first rodeo when they come in the door. Like they've been to a bunch of doctors, they've listened to all the podcasts, they've read all the books, they've done all the things. Um, that is stressful. Like not being able to figure it out and feeling like you're doomed and there's nothing that's ever going to help you. Like the state, that state, like I can almost feel that state just talking about it because I've been there with my wife. And it's, it's, um, it's an activated state. Like the nervous system is activated. It's a danger. It's a stress. It's a, this is not safe. This is never going to be safe. This is hopeless. This is all these things. Um, that state affects the physiology, yes. right? Like it's like a loop yes. kind of like, and yeah. so, you know, you hear all these things about, oh, the body's incredible ability to heal. True. And like it's I, I I may be off, but to me now with my understanding of where I'm kind of at with things, it's like flipping that state is it's almost impossible in certain states to, or certain levels of disease to like turn the corner mm. without flipping that off, like flipping to to make that thing that feels unsafe feel mm. safe. Mm. Like turn off the alarms, the sirens, the the, the whatever you want to call it, right? Like what kind of things have you seen in really complex illness when that happens? Yeah. And I think it's a huge point because it's, you know, um, again, you know, um, there's times in our life, right? We need help and we need mm -hmm. uh, guidance and we need facilitation. And um, this understanding of how the body works is one thing. And then when someone is so, um, you know, just traumatized and, you know, in this kind of um, imbalanced physiology, you know, we can talk to them all day long about, you know, these principles, but they really, they need assistance in getting into them. And so I find that, um, you know, part of working with providers um, in your community and like myself, is that like, how do we increase coherence in their field and stabilize their system so then, they, you know, it's like, get them to a place, then they can take it on their own, right? Mm -hmm. and so that's where a lot, I think, the biofield kind of therapies um, mm -hmm. work, you know, and again, you know, there there can be, of course, you know, I, I'm not abandoning functional medicine or naturopathic medicine yeah, in yeah. way. Like I, I use um, supplements, I use medications, I use IV nutritional therapy, it all, it all, yeah, labs, it all, yeah. has, it all has a role. I'm just saying we do ourselves a disservice and make it harder if we just look at it that lens 
emotions, mm-hmm. we can make this so much easier and really recover people if we add this whole other layer of understanding. And, and so when someone comes to us and is in, you know, incoherence is more familiar, they, they have a hard time themselves regulating, you know, how do we, you know, how do we get their system to handle that? There could be some nutritional things, you know, um, some sleep things, you know, th- some things yeah. to help their nervous system. And then you know, biofield therapies that I am very comfortable with and use in the office are um, light, you know, so um, mm-hmm. light, especially laser light, the definition of laser light is really coherent um, light. It's coherent wavelengths of, you know, biophotons in every color. Every, Interesting. That's yeah. why it doesn't shoot all over. That's why yeah, it, it's coherent. Yeah. So it's, you mm-hmm. know, um, so our, you know, again, um, you know, we talked about what's going on out of us in these fields and stuff. Do you use low level, low, uh, we, low I, level I, laser, I, like cold I, lasers? I don't use those as much in the office. I, I have a chiropractor who works with me who has the um, Arconia laser. So she uses that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I um, use the Weber lasers. So I use, um, they're from Germany and we can use this these different wavelengths of laser light, either IV um, topically or interstitial. Oh, I saw that once. Yeah. It was in the veins, right. like yeah. inside. Yeah. yeah. So this is like, this is fascinating to me, right? So when we think about, you know, the biofield, but then we also, um, we are beings of light. So a lot mm-hmm. of our communication on a cellular level is through biophoton communication. So biophotons are packets of light information. And um, Dr. Pop, who, you know, did a lot of this information, a lot of this research, you can mm-hmm. research him. Um, Dr. Or, uh, Lynn McTaggart wrote a book called The Field that digests a lot yeah. of Mission. I read that into, book. Yeah, into the science. So there was um, some stuff in that book that I had to read twice to like yeah, oh, understand. Yeah. And then I was <laughs> like, how is this a thing? And why isn't everyone talking I'm about totally, this? Like, totally. what, what, wait, everyone needs to stop what they're doing and read this. Like, that's because we're missing the boat. Like, we're missing totally. the. So <laughs> we have like, okay, light information that surrounds mm-hmm. us and our, our DNA actually part of how our uh, epigenome and DNA communicates in the body is through biophoton emissions. So and our photons DNA, are light molecules, yeah, essentially, right? Or like the smallest of light. light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biophotons travel outside of the nucleus of the cell through microtubulin, that's the cytoskeleton. Those microtubulin basically carry that light information and then that goes out of the cell membrane, um, gets communicated through the connective tissue, the collagen. Um, so light fascia. information, yeah, fascia. So light information is going that way. And then also light information is going the other way. It's also directing the cell. So when, um, you know, Dr. Pop, um, he found that six cells, this is very simplistic, have incoherent light emissions. So all the light is all messed up. You know, it's, it's disorganized. It's not able to communicate and healthy cells have coherent light emanations. So basically you can measure like a cancer cell and a, you know, healthy cell. He, an interesting thing too, is that six cells also leaked light. So didn't hold on to their light. So it's like the Goldilocks having enough light. Um, So again, to stabilize somebody who's in this incoherent state, light information can be very helpful to add. And in the, um, uh, you know, the Weber, what we're doing here, yeah. there's 
photobiomodulation, and then there's photodynamic therapy. So photobiomodulation is just putting light and applying it to the body. We, we see that like red light. Like red light, near infrared, yeah. Works, great, mm. awesome. Yeah. Um, the photodynamic therapy is taken in another level. So you can do this in a couple of ways, but photodynamic therapy is, again, something that is just mind-boggling. But we actually, um, every substance has what we call a spectrum absorption, like a peak spectrum absorption. So there are different substances that actually absorb different wavelengths of light. And we will either give people through IV or through oral um, absorption, something like as simple as riboflavin, which has a peak absorption for blue light and UV light. So interestingly, infected cells, inflamed cells, cancer cells naturally take up these photosensitizing natural chemicals. And then it's almost like they're primed to receive light. So then the combination of the substance and the light application um, um, induce all these different therapeutic effects. So I see a lot of chronic infections. So we're stimulating a lot of oxidative pathways to help with the immune system. Um, I don't see cancer, but I have a doctor who works with me, Dr. Eric Shane. He sees a lot of cancer patients. Um, there are crazy stories of using photosensitizers with photodynamic therapy that stimulate apoptosis and basically dissolve tumors. And so um, it's, it's a beautiful system. And then when you have, you, when you experience this, you basically have a laser catheter in your vein and we change out the fiber optic, um, communication with the way, the color of light. So every mm -hmm. color is a different wavelength. So we'll, we yeah. can red, blue, green, uh, yellow, UV, infrared. Um, and so as the light um, hits the blood that's passing by, um, those cells absorb that light and every um, every wavelength has a different you know, effect like red light, mitochondria um, support, blue light is anti-bacterial, you know, bacterial, antiviral. Yellow actually helps with serotonin production, vitamin D. Um, can you see it through uh -huh. the skin? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, no, and then infrared, yeah, infrared and UV help to increase exclusion zone water in the body, right? So, um, exclusion zone water helps to um, us to have a healthy electrical charge and help to have, you know, flow systems in the body. So, so this is the future. I mean, I, I totally. I mean, again, I'm not That's a nuts. naturopathic medicine or functional medicine, yeah, but yeah. the more that we have this integrative. Understand well, addressing more layers, like the, the thing behind you, the art actually yeah. demonstrates it. I know. Um, yeah. It addresses more layers. Um, yeah. There's the internal physical body, but then, and people who are scoffing at this like light communication, there are processes that happen mm -hmm. in the body at speeds that there's absolutely no way it can be biochemical. Mm -hmm. Totally. Like it can't be that like this thing releases something that goes into your bloodstream and then the blood takes it to somewhere else yeah. because the thing happens faster than the blood goes around the body like it's it's there's no argument here from the medical yeah. world that things happen faster than biochemistry can do them the speed of light yeah. like there's things that happen nearly instantaneously in the body uh in different areas of the body trigger like it's that was in the book the field too she talked about yeah. like bio like things that happen in the body this triggers this instantly mm. and there's no way it could do that like there's no oh yeah chemical that could be released that would get there that would hit a receptor that would then do a thing no no no, no, no that's slow. yeah 
Yeah, it's yeah, like females uh, are, okay. you know, attracting. Yeah, no, totally. And I, I mean, that's honestly part of a big why for me, why I'm even interested in these modalities is because, you, I mean, you've been, you've been through it, like, you know, functional medicine takes time, right? And, you mm-hmm. know, and Dr. Dispenza says matter to matter takes time. And when you change the field, you change matter and things are actually, they accelerate. So there's a part of me that really, um, embraces these modalities because they they can happen faster right they can happen turn corners quickly yeah so this is the realm and make of- people more receptive to the functional medicine approach and the everything oh, totally. else because if you can if you can switch some of these like danger signals and switch some of this biofield stuff because most of the people that get to you they've tried the the diets they've tried the supplements they've tried the the yeah. lifestyle things or whatever it, it could it could help things that didn't work the first time <laughs> Yes. Uh, be able to work. Receive. Yeah. The cells can yeah, yeah. receive and actually use the building blocks. And it's almost like the, the incoherent information in the software program gets rewritten. So, yeah. that, you know, things can work better, you know? So, um, so now this is um, an area I'm, I'm super passionate about. And I, I think in a weird way too, Michael, with, um, you know, so many tech, so much technology uh, that mm-hmm. people actually have um, more, it's not a, such a leap of faith to understand like, okay, we can communicate with invisible fields of information and energy. We have Wi-Fi, you know, and of course mm-hmm. there's yeah, yeah, yeah. impact all that. But, yeah, but people, you know, least, the, the concept you know, is more, yeah. yeah, the concept is more believable now, especially to the younger generations who don't know anything different than this yeah. technology world that we live in. Yeah, um, we generate our own Wi-Fi signal. Just think about it in that way. And that has- Yeah, you know, everybody understands that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a payphone the other day here in Italy. Oh, wow. Like <gasps> a payphone with a cord on it where you put yeah. coins in. Yeah. yeah. And it's functional. It's legit. Like you can yeah. use it. You can put euros in there and make phone calls. Oh I was my like, God. wow, I couldn't. Wow. I haven't. I was with somebody and they're like, why are you staring at that? And I said, because I haven't seen one of those in a long time but uh okay so i know we gotta wrap things up um i think we should talk more in the future about other cool gizmos and gadgets and and technologies because we didn't talk about sound at all sound is um, trippy i mean sound is uh, i love we have a sound uh healing uh we're doing live classes with enora virtual classes and this will air well afterwards but tomorrow from this recording uh i'm moderating a sound therapy session um one of our classes and i'm super excited about it because if anybody's never done a sound healing thing um it's like meditative time travel like it's uh (laughs) energy sound is such an accelerated to change the field and you know we talked about biophotons um but there's discussion on biophonons that basically our cells emit sound and we actually you know through sound we're communicating within our cells and there's that ucla um guy who actually listen to healthy cells versus cancer cells and like the healthy cells are you know coherent beautiful sound Mm -hmm. the cancer cells are like screeching you know so so we are totally that would mean that you can use sound to manipulate the cell as well totally so yeah yeah. and sound healing again is another thing that's been done for like sanskrit uh sanskrit mantras are some of the first, uh, as far as like sound goes, but like 
if you know somebody who's really well versed and trained on Sanskrit mantras, they will tell you that like these mantras have this physiological effect on the body. And I used to hear stuff like that. And I was like, this yeah. is nonsense. And then know? I attended a mantra, like a Sanskrit, like with someone who really knows what they were doing. And it completely shifted my state, like completely in about five minutes of this chanting. And I was like, so that's why they do this. You know, yeah, people just don't randomly do things for thousands of years. Let's get that idea out of our head. Totally. Have you interviewed um, Kulreet Shadhari yet? She wrote a book called no. and You should. She's a neurologist and she also is Indian. And so she has access to this ancient Vedic and information that she's studying. And um, there are texts of mapping the human body with resonant frequencies. Every, every part of the body they mapped that has a resonant sound. And so um, she also, her husband just does sound healing that um, through his own voice and yeah. has all these healings for people by chain, you know, basically layering yeah. on how I just said light, you know, sound mm-hmm. and people shifting completely. So uh, there's truth to it. And I, I think, um, you know, why not, right? Cool. People like feel like, as you said, you can really feel a difference uh, pretty quickly when we um, implement these tools. And that's what it's all about, Michael. And I guess one one other thought coming to my brain, if people want to um, try to deepen their understanding, have you seen the somatics before the um, cymatics visuals where they um, add a frequency? Yeah, they're like uh, sound, the plate yeah. with the sand and the colors. And, exactly. Yeah, so it's unbelievable. A sound with the different frequencies and they show you and forms these fractal patterns. Patterns of coherent information, right? And so mm-hmm. that I think is really what's, you know, informing the cell, you know, so. And it, it gives a visual to like yeah. what's happening all the time with the sound. Totally. And so for the Western brain, they get to see that and be like, oh, okay, that's a thing. First, I thought it was a trick because it's yeah. too perfect. Right, right. And it's like a magic trick. And uh, no, they just, yeah, they put the sand on a plate and they play a certain frequency of sound and it self-organizes into a beautiful, yeah. unbelievable like pattern that would take a person forever to make. Yeah, totally. There's so- those monks that make the sand things. Like, yeah, yeah it's like that only it happens in about three seconds. Yeah, so next time you're yeah. listening to beautiful yeah. music or doing mantras, mm-hmm. just imagine yeah. that happening to yourselves, right? Because that's permeating everything in your body. Like it's like you can hear sound through the wall, for better or worse, people who live in apartments. Like I just moved to Italy. People are up late in Italy. Uh, there's a child next door that goes to sleep around 1 a.m., uh, like an <laughs> eight or nine-year-old kid. Like okay. people here don't uh, go to sleep early. Yeah. You can hear sound through the wall, right? Everybody will agree to that. You can hear sound through the wall, meaning the sound travels through the wall. Yeah. Your body is more permeable than a wall. Yes. Let's do this again. Let's talk about yeah, more yeah, things yeah, like no, this because it's oh. fun. You officially just won the award for like the most woo podcast episode, which is really <laughs> exciting. You were, ready, um, you were ready for it, Michael. Like, look at your- I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my jam now. And if yeah. four years ago, me would hear me talking now, it'd be like, what happened to that guy? Yeah. But um, it comes with experiencing it though. It's not yeah. weird anymore once you've seen it oh. happen and seen it work. And then it's and you understand the science a little bit of it and you've had personal experiences it's just it's another thing that's true yeah it's not this weird thing so trust us this is not as strange as it may seem to you and it's been done forever like acupuncture qigong like there's been energy modalities for hundreds thousands of years way before there was pharmaceuticals Yes. So um, th- this is the alternative medicine, like the, the pharmaceuticals is the alternative medicine. So 
Yes. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Where should, um, oh, I don't know, where do, you, where do you want to send people? Where do you want them yeah. to go to learn about you and your practice and what you're doing? Oh. We'll have everything below so they'll be able to find it easy, but we should say oh. it also. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have a website, drchristineschaffner.com, and that's a good way to connect with me. And then my clinic in Seattle, but we do a lot of telemedicine these days as well, is called eminencehealth.com. And so I'd love to connect with anyone who's out there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's always super fun. Next time we'll book an extra half hour just I know. So we can talk about <laughs> random things, but uh, it's that. always great to see you. I appreciate your time and sharing all this super cool stuff and uh, we'll do, we'll do another one of these. Sounds great. Good to see you, Michael. All right. You too. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of the Natural Evolution Podcast. Thanks for listening, and please check out the links in the show notes below to learn more about our guests and grab your free downloadable Foundations of Wellness Starter Kit, which will help you implement what you're learning here and make powerful shifts in your health and your life right away. Just go to www.rebelhealthtribe.com backslash foundations, and you can be started in only a few minutes. If you enjoy the show, please drop a rating, review, or subscribe to stay in the loop with future releases.